Hey guys, it's Action Jackson here, just recording a few thoughts at uh, the lunch break on day one of the second test. And what a session it's been. <laughs> As Bill Laurie would say, it is all happening here. We've had Philander go down with back spasms before the bounce. We've had David Warner scoring a better than a runner ball for most of the session. And then suddenly, bang, 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 three quick wickets fell. And you thought, oh, geez, this is just looking disastrous for the Aussies. But then, just when things couldn't have gotten any better for South Africa, Jacques Callas has gone down with the big hammy pull. And it looks like he's pretty much out of the game. So that's a, that's a big loss for them. A key batsman and a key bowler. So, yeah, pretty much both teams very disadvantaged after the first session. So hopefully the Aussies can kick on and uh, make a better fist of things in the second session with Warner and Clark. And the one other comment that you really do have to make is just Ian Healy. Mate, it's time for you to do a red hot chilli peppers and give it away, give it away, give it away now. Because his commentary can make the greatest test match of all time just utterly unwatchable. It is awful. Some of his highlights from this morning session included destri describing Imran Tahir's wronging as deceitful. Um... I think you might be looking for the word deceptive there, Heels. So if anyone's, yeah, from the Channel 9 Combox has got Heels and Secret Sounder this year, perhaps a dictionary, or even better, perhaps a pink slip and send him on his way. And the, the last thought that I have after this morning's session is just that the Ricky Ponting Swiss ads have got to be pulled when he's in such shithouse form because not only are they just looking ridiculous, but I'd say they're damaging the brand at this stage. Because everyone's probably watching them going, oh, Jesus, if I, if I take Swiss tablets, does it mean my reflexes are going to be as slow as his and potentially my footwork is bad as well? So, yeah, it's not exactly uh, the sort of character with which a brand would like to be associated at this stage. So, Swiss might be time to uh, pump the punter, I think. Oh, and I've just seen the master blaster himself, Sir Viv, uh, interviewed on the cricket show. And I tell you what, he's, he's 60 years old, but he still looks like he could go out there and hit 100 off 80 balls today. He's in, he looks in tremendous nick. And, yeah, he's doing a, a charity event, uh, a golf day in Sydney at the moment. So good on him for staying involved. And, uh, yeah, well, I think we can all look back on him. And he's certainly someone who I have in my World Eleven as one of the most destructive middle-order batsmen of all time. So... Good to see him, yeah, still still looking in, <laughs> in tremendous nick, which is more than can be said for Mark Taylor, who I've just seen trundling across the, the golfing green. <laughs> well, I'm just putting some thoughts down, well, not on paper, I suppose, but on tape. At the uh, drink session during the second session of day one, because what, what a session it's been. I don't think I've ever seen test match batting like that before. The Aussies were rollicking along at about 10 and over. The outside edges were flying past the slips for four. Graham Smith didn't appear to have a clue what he was doing out there. Really um, muddled thinking from him, or perhaps befuddled, either way. It's, um, yeah, very unusual to see Graham Smith so uncertain of himself. But they came out and they pretty much bowled Tahir for one over, then Morkel for one over, then Faf de Plessis for one over, and then... Tahir came back from the other end, and then Morgan came back from the other end, and across all those overs, I think there were about 50 or 60 runs scored, so it certainly wasn't 
wasn't exactly the most encouraging period for South Africa. Um, and Clark and Warner put on a sensational partnership, as much as I think David Warner is just a tool. Gee, he batted well today. But then, just now, before the drinks break, he's been uh, out court for 119. And, geez, I, I still think this is in the balance here, because I have to say, I don't know how we're going to get someone like Armour out on this pitch. It looks very, very good for batting. So I reckon the Aussies would want to be targeting at least 500 batting first here. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I worry about how we're going to take wickets. So hopefully there's another Huss. Morse course coming up. But, uh, yeah, very interesting now that wicket's been taken. I think back in the balance. Well, I'm tasked with a very difficult job of trying to put what I've just seen into words that day's play. The second highest first day total of all time in the history of Test Match Cricket. Some, I think, 2,060-odd there have been now. And... Just you wouldn't have seen that coming this morning when the Aussies were three for 55. But um, M. Clark, God, Bradman-esque. Better than Bradman now. Even Bradman couldn't manage four double centuries in a year. And Mr. Cricket came came through with test century number 18 and went from 94 to 100 with a six, which is possibly the most orgasmic moment of cricket I've ever seen in my life. But, geez, you, you have to say... <laughs> I worry about how Australia are going to take 20 wickets on this pitch. It's it's an absolute road out there. So for the South Africans, I mean, the injury of Callis really hurts them because it means they're effectively down a batsman and a bowler. And because of that stupid rule change, it means he can't have a runner either. So I don't know why on earth that rule change has been brought in. ICC, get back at me about that. Let me know. But... um. You'd have to say, yeah, they all they can hope to do now is just absolutely obliterate the tail tomorrow, like as in, you know, someone taking a hat trick, and then hope that Hashimamla can just drop anchor, because right now they're looking down the barrel, and I'm just loving it. Well, it's the end of the first innings in the cricket, and I have to say that's a, a very, very disappointing effort by the Aussies here on day two. Um, they've only managed to make it to 550, and 46 of those runs today were put on by the last pair. Um, and I really think we've we've let South Africa back into the game here, you'd have to say. Uh, Jacques Callis won't be able to bat until number seven unless they bat for more than a day, because that's how long he's been off the field for. So I think the, uh, the ruling is that um, he, he can only come back if they have batted for as long as he's been off the ground, which is now a day, or at number seven, so when they're five down. So I expect that, yeah, I expect that we will see him back, considering this is Jacques Callis, who's very mentally tough. But... Geez, the South Africans. I, I said they needed more or less a hat trick today, and they didn't quite get that. But they have ripped through the Aussie lower order. A very, very dismal effort today by the Aussies. And I would say, game back in the balance. Game on. Okay, this is just a random assortment of thoughts that I'm putting together at the lunch break on day two here. Number one is that Ian Chapelli 
Uh, Ian Chaffle, Chapelli, whatever you want to be called these days. No one gives a shit about your anecdotes, alright? You are a boring, sad old man. And now you've released a book as well? Just, just go away already, please. Just, no one cares. All you ever do is criticise captains for not being more like your golden boy, Michael Clark, Or just, just, yeah, crap on about all these boring old stories from back when you were playing, back when men were men and that sort of shit. I mean, it's bad enough you weren't a fan of Bradman or Steve Waugh, but now I've got to put up with this shit from you in the commentary box every day? Oh, honestly, there needs to be a, a mandate that no Ians are allowed in the commentary box, because that will just really kill two birds with one stone. Second point, Farmer's Union. The girlfriend in that ad is bloody hot. Now, if I were the guy in that ad, I don't think I'd be talking about my love for the milk. I think I'd be talking about my love for the girlfriend milking him. And third and final point. A few years ago, I was given a Cricket Australia shirt. I wore this on the first day of the first test and watched as the South Africans piled up two for 40,000 or something by stumps. I pulled it on again this morning and the Aussies have just been, yeah, trundled out for 550 and South Africa have gone through to lunch without loss. So I'm giving it another half an hour and then if, it, if the bad luck continues, then I'm going to tear it off and change my shirt. So stay tuned. Fair to say I'm rapidly sinking into a stage of depression here because with 17 minutes to go until the tea break, the Aussie bowlers, bowlers are looking as innocuous as they ever have, other than one M. Clark who managed to create a stumping chance, and Matthew Wade doing his best Brad Haddon completely fluffed his lines behind the stumps. Oh, just bitterly disappointing. On a pitch like this, you really need to take every single half chance, quarter chance, one-tenth of a chance that comes your way. This was a regulation stumping, and he screwed the pooch. It's very disappointing. And also, just one other point. Glenn McGrath in your Toyota ads, the word Australian does have an L in it, you know. It's not Australian. There is an L in that word. Pronounce it properly. And Brett Lee, get the fuck out of the commentary box. You're only making things worse. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's pretty dark days right now. Okay, it's Stumps on day two, and this game is well and truly back in the balance here after the Aussies ended so well yesterday. I did just think at the time that last wicket of Mike Hussey off the very last ball could hurt them, and that was absolutely the case this morning because the Sappers came out inspired and and they rolled the Aussies this morning. I was very disappointed in the way that the, the lower order and the tail batted today. I thought there was just a distinct lack of application and we really should have been looking at 600-plus on that pitch. And since then, the Saffirs have come out, and, well, let, let's put it this way, David Warner is the only bowler to have taken a wicket. I think that tells you everything you need to know about today. Alviro Peterson gave himself up. Well, a brilliant bit of fielding from the Husk, but shocking bit of running from Peterson. That was just, yeah, very amateurish indeed. And um, Amla somehow managed to be dismissed by Warner, which I would have said before the series, you're probably more likely to see Warner dismissed by Armla, but there you go. Didn't see that one coming. Um, and meanwhile, Channel 9 were doing their best to piss us off. Mate, there's only one person in the commentary box I want with the initials BL, and that's William. William Morris Laurie. Brett Lee, just fuck off and fuck off now. Honestly. It just Maybe, the, maybe they're introducing him to try and make Ian Healy look a bit more palatable, but... 
There's there's no reason to have him in there. They've got commentators coming out of their ass up there now. There's like eight of them, or or even more. There is no reason, yeah, to bring Brett Lee in. So on your bike, son. Along with my aforementioned band on all commentators named Ian. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> and the other point I do need to make, which I think I've commented on one of these before, but at least there's plenty of um, well, sexual energy in the air, perhaps a, a bit of a um, Brett Kirk exchange of energies going on, because the, 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 uh, the Farmer's Union ad with the hot girlfriend and the Booper ad with the chick with the enormous rack, it's, um, to put it this way, today I was enjoying the commercial breaks more than I was the actual cricket. <laughs> I thought you might have been making a reference there to uh, Michael Slater's man love for Davey Warner. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I was saying to my dad yesterday, it's a, it's a toss-up to what the biggest uh, man crush in world cricket is right now. Is it Chappelle towards Clark or Slash towards Davey? Maybe we, could get, we should get some sort of phone poll going on that or something. Maybe, maybe they need to put that on the cricket app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be the next year viewer vote thing and what Warnie will probably be going no it's going to be Slats and Davey because Clarky's mine <laughs> hands off to Pelly <laughs> we're on to it good. good and the only other comment I have to make after today's play is just that Imran Tahir is playing his last international match it's, it's as simple as that. He has been ordinary. I mean, I've been listening to the ABC commentators and Kerry O'Keefe taking the piss out of the fact that apparently he's, a, he's, he's good when bowling to the tail. <laughs> and Kerry said, yeah, well, all the spinners like to say that. <laughs> he's like, he made the very valid point. He said, the test for a spinner is how well your stock ball goes against the top order. And as far as I could tell from yesterday, his stock ball is the full toss that disappears into the construction site at the Adelaide Oval. So, yeah, I, it, I think you made the valid point on Twitter, GJ, that he's been well and truly regained. So, yeah, th- this is the last we'll see of him. <laughs> yeah, I think based on the performance so far in this test match, you can definitely see why they picked JP Dumini for Brisbane ahead of, ahead of Tahir. And you'd have to say, had Dumini been fit, there's no way they would have been changing their bowling lineup for this test, I wouldn't have thought. Well, Jeej, we're, we're pretty pumped up here right now. What an outstanding start today by the Aussies. Three wickets in the first 40 minutes. Already more than they took in two, two and a bit sessions yesterday. Really, really good work from one P. Siddle. Charging in, he was bowling up to 147 Ks with the old ball there. That's mightily impressive. And the Danger Man Smith is gone, as well as um, De Villiers, whose shit-ass form with the bat continues while he's keeping. And also Jacques Rudolph, the start of the South African tale, according to one Kerry Skull O'Keefe. And uh, I think the other thing, just to keep in mind, is that even though they're five out now, both referrals gone. So yep. with Billy Bowden umpiring, we could just, could yet see a howler given out. Now we're just going to see whether Jacques Callis has come out to bat. And he has... Oh, no, it's... No. So Jacques Callis has not batted either. Now, one can only assume... If he's not coming out now, he won't bat in this innings. That's so, probably a fair assumption. So they, yeah. they could, they're five out, they could well be six, six out. down. Yeah. We may see, I, th- I think we may see Callis if they need like 10 or 15 to avoid the follow-on. Yeah. If they're nine down and, um, well, yeah, I mean, I mean three, 351's looking a fair way away right now. Yeah. Effectively six for 240, you'd say. 
really big, With, uh, big things are happening here. And I, I'll be perfectly honest, I didn't see this coming today. Mm. I thought they would, I thought they would bat through for you know maybe only the loss of a, a couple of wickets throughout throughout the day's play because this pitch still looks tremendous for batting. So someone like David Warner, can we? Is it too early to put money on him to make a century in both innings? David Warner comes out, we're 150 in front. Con- you know, consequence free quick cricket. He can come out if he if he survives his first 15 balls. You'd have to say he could make the fastest Test match century of all time in the second dig. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, there it is. Now when he gets bowled first ball, I'm going to look like a real dick. And I'll play it back repeatedly. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we sign off with yeah the Aussies well and truly on top now. South Africa five, perhaps effectively six for two forty. What a first session by the Aussies today. We've got them seven down now. Jacques Callas has come out to bat, which you got you got to give him a lot of credit for that, considering he looks like his hammies. Jack Hughes. Yeah. Jack Hughes, that's the one. Phil Hughes' brother, long-lost brother Jack. He's out there having a bat at the moment. Oh, probably shouldn't have worded it like that, but going, going pretty well too. Um, and you'd have to say... We're really just one wicket away now. Just one more wicket and we can rip through them. But I think the biggest news to, to, so far today has been that J-Pat has gone off with... Well, um, we're assuming it's a hamstring tear. We couldn't really side tell. Strain, no, oh, side strain, Oh, side strain. That's even yeah. worse then. So, well, so he probably won't be back. So, even though we the Aussies are looking at a decent first innings lead... We will be down a bowler in the in the second innings. So just just sorry, just quickly, what the fuck is Michael Slater and Brett Lee wearing right now? Yeah. yeah, I mean Slats. You said that Viv Richards was a hero. Well, this isn't a good way to impress him, mate. Wearing half a watermelon. A on watermelon. Your like a, what, what looks yeah. like a watermelon gift mask? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was just that he looks like something out of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And I don't think so. Viv is too impressed by it either. Yeah. But good to see Sir Viv. I mean, as I said in my uh, first day podcast, he, he looks a million bucks, doesn't he? He looks like he could still go out there today and you wouldn't want to be running in to bowl to him. Yeah, whereas, so, uh, whereas the two guys sitting to the left of him look oh, like about yeah. fifty combined, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I'd, I'd take a crack at either one of them. So, yeah, uh, I mean, the Aussies well and truly on top here, but, I mean, you, you always you hark back to um, Dale Stain and J.P. Dumini putting on all those runs at the boxing, in the Boxing Day test a few years back in 2008. You don't want to let them off the hook here. We want to rip through the tail here. We want to give ourselves a decent 150-run lead. So I think we've just... At least 150. But um, I just think, yeah, right now, let's get one of Callis and Duplicity out and then go from there. Duplicity? Yeah, Duplicity. That's his nickname. It's, it's too hard to pronounce Duplicity. And plus, Duplicity, Duplicity. Plus, I hear he suffers from multiple personality disorder. So, you know, it's it's, it's all part of the rich tapestry of nicknamification. The, the, the classic first name of Faf. Well, I, I did go with... Um, well, a nickname that rhymed with Daffy Duck, let's put it that way. So, yeah. And started with Faffy. But, um, yeah, we'll try and keep this PG-13 for today. Truck. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, exactly. Four-letter word rhymed with truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, right now the Aussie's looking pretty good. Let's just uh, hope for one quick wicket after lunch, and then we can rip through the tail, get back in there, and D- Davey Warner, the Slats man crush, can go at it once more. Yes.
Well, we're seeing today why Australia needed those extra 50 runs in the first innings, because I think if they had them right now, they were walking off effectively 5 for 3 2 3. Well, I don't think I could lose the match from here, let's put it that way. But, yeah, right now you'd have to say, I think it's in the balance. I'm not too happy about us going to stumps on Nelson either. That's, that's a little bit unlucky for t- for tomorrow morning. But, yeah, I I think it all depends now on Hassan Clark. Matthew Wade has shown himself to be fairly average so far in this series, so you wouldn't want to be... Yeah, you, you wouldn't want this pair to fail, let's put it that way. You'd want this pair to put on 50, then they'd feel then they'd feel reasonably and safe. And once again, they might be actually six down with... Uh, yeah, with J-Pat off, who's yeah. the only one who... Yeah. Who's the only one from the, yeah, from the trial. Put up a whimper, really, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, interesting, interestingly poised, I mean... Am I the only one who can see Jacques Callas coming out to bat in number eight and winning this for them tomorrow? Yeah. I can, I can see Because I think you're better than seven. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I can just see that coming now. He's so mentally tough. Yeah, I, I think the Aussies need another hundred. Let, let's go with that. Call him that. <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I think, look, if Clark and Hussey get through to lunch... Unimpeded. Oh, yeah, if they get through to lunch, yeah. That, the, the game's pretty safe as far as Australia's concerned. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, good fight back from South Africa in that last session today for Absolutely. taking five wickets. So. Yeah. When we were numb for 77, you wouldn't have thought we could lose from there. But, well, Rob Quiney, thanks for coming. We won't be seeing you again. Yeah, Ricky Ponting, I'd say the same. You're done. Put a fork in him, he's done. Kawadra and Watto. The, the double double sub. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, anyway. Yeah, I'm done. That's all we've got to say about this. Timbo, anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's from the super coach. So. <laughs> well, we've made it through to stumps on day four, and the Aussie bowlers, minus J-Pat, have finally managed to do what they hadn't done all series and that is knock over the Safford top order. Graham Smith got a second ball duck, so the master of the fourth innings run chase is already out, and Hashim Amla, who, well, I rate as the best batsman in the world, perhaps second only to Michael Clark this year, but he has already been dismissed as well. The big danger man for me is still Jacques Callis, um, with South Africa 4 for 77. They still need another... 350-odd runs to win the game. But um, <laughs> coincidentally, they are chasing 430, and I think the last time they did that against Australia, it was in a one-day game, and they happened to chase it down. So interesting interesting to see how things go in the first session tomorrow. Uh, traditionally in this match, we've seen a lot of wickets fall in the first session of each day. So the Aussies would be hoping to just rip the heart out of the South African top order before lunch tomorrow and then push for victory. And in a different match, but I just do want to give a quick shout-out to Monty Panesar, who has he's ripped through India in their second innings. India are 7 for 117 at stumps, only uh, 40 or so runs ahead, and Monty already has got himself a Michelle in the second league. So, good work, Monty. 
Well, it's now a few hours after the conclusion of the second test between Australia and South Africa, and I'm only now just becoming capable of putting some thoughts down on tape without using some form of both the F word and the C word. Uh, as, an, as an Aussie fan, this is a very, very bitter pill to swallow, I have to say. I had mentioned in a couple of my earlier podcasts that I thought Australia might struggle to take 20 wickets on this pitch, and unfortunately that ended up being the case. We were only able to take 18 for the match, so the Saffirs were able to hang on. Uh, Baff Duplicity, as I'm calling him now, made a magnificent debut century. In fact, he's only the second player, South African player ever to score 250s on debut, and I believe the first one ever to make it a 50 and a century. Um, and Jacques Callas, I think he, he would have been close to man of the match for me because I thought his two batting performances were the difference in the end. There are very few guys in world cricket who could go out there and bat with a grade one hamstring tear. But not only did he do that in both innings, but remember he also took two wickets on the first morning when no one else looked like taking a wicket or getting a breakthrough. So, yeah, magnificent match for him. But, yeah, for Aussie fans... This, this hurts a lot. It's um, shades of Cardiff in 2009, and in the next test in that series, we got summarily thumped, and unfortunately, I can see something similar happening here in Perth. After the disappointment of this, it feels like a win for the Saffirs, and it feels like a loss for the Aussies. The other point I'd like to make is that a key component of that loss after the Cardiff test in 2009 at the next test at Lords was one Mitchell Johnson, who I now hear has been added to the squad for Perth. All I can say to this is that you've got to be fucking kidding me. If he gets picked, it will be the single biggest step backwards in the history of Australian test match cricket. There is no way that he is good enough to be playing for his country right now. And I thought we had gotten past this. I thought we were past the days of this underperforming all-round hack getting picked under the baggy green. Oh, please, please, Inverarity, go with Hilfi, Siddle, Stark, Lyon and Shane Watson as an all-round option. We do not need this underperforming, overrated cricketer stinking up the baggy green once again. The final thought I have at the conclusion of this test match is that if there was one issue which you'd say really cost the Aussies, it was their performance in the first session of each day's play. On day one, we were reduced to three for 55 on a magnificent batting deck in the first session. On day two, our tail completely collapsed and then we failed to take a South African wicket before lunch. And on day five today, in the morning session, which I said would be the most important for us, we failed to take a single South African wicket. And that to me was the key. Once the South Africans got for lunch, lunch without any further loss, they knew that they could save this test. So I don't know what breakfast cereal the Aussies are eating at the moment, whether it's Wheat Bix, seeing as they no longer sponsor the Sheffield Shield, but whatever it is, guys, time for a change. Switch your breakfast cereal up because your performance in the first sessions of this test were not good enough. <laughs>